This is episode 41. Let's get started. Smarter Parenting welcomes you to our podcast series, The Parenting Coach for ADHD. Here to heal and elevate lives is your parenting coach, Siope Kinikini. Hello again, my friends. I hope everybody's doing well. I am super grateful to be here. And actually, today we have a lot to cover. And this information is going to be so helpful to so many parents because I am actually going to go and remove the curtain so you can see the magic that happens behind making positive changes with your child. Uh, Much like the Wizard of Oz, we're going to just remove the curtain and I'm sharing this all for you for free because obviously we want you to be successful. My intention is to help you understand how I use the teaching family model in helping parents find lasting changes for their children. I'm going to explain to you the process by which parents can become effective on their own, not needing other people to help them navigate and work through the changes that your child is obviously going to make as they grow older. Now, that sounds like a tall order, right? I mean, we reach out to professionals because we don't know what to do. What I am giving you actually are the tools to be able to do that on your own. That's the intention. So by the end of this podcast, you should have a fairly good grasp on how I would approach you in coaching a parent through making the changes. Now, remember, my background is in helping families of all economic backgrounds and different cultures find effective ways to deal with their children for the time that I'm working with them. But more importantly, after I'm gone, this success is in having the parents know exactly what they need to do. So, Again, setting this intention, it's a, it's a tall order, I know. And it probably seems like, how is he going to be able to do this? And that actually is a challenge that I am happily accepting right now because I think that you will benefit so much from what I'm about to share with you and the effectiveness of the teaching family model in that coaching process. I use the model itself to guide everything that I that I do. And, and the model itself actually provides all of the elements, and that's what I call them, all of these elements that you put into place and parents can actually just come in and regardless of the behavior that they're experiencing, they know what to do, which is usually the biggest issue. So I'm starting off the story with a family that I work with. Uh, it's a single mother. Her name was Olivia, and I've changed the name for obvious reasons. Uh, She was in her 30s and uh, they were referred to me by the court system, ready to remove her eldest son. Now she had other children, uh, but she was a single mom and we were dealing with her, her oldest child, who at the time was around 14 years old. His name was Michael. Again, name is changed for safety. But Olivia and Michael had had this on and off again, uh, contentious relationship. She actually had Michael when she was still a teenager. And so uh, the father, Michael's father was not in the picture. He was born and uh, she raised him on her own. She had some family help, uh, but she had worked graveyards in order to be there during the day for her child. And she would try and sleep during the day um, and then tried to go to school. And that actually was delayed 
because of scheduling and how to make that work. And I just want to give a shout out to single parents out there. The, the, the task is monumental. And I felt something for her largely because of what she was faced in doing and how much she was expending in energy in loving this child and then having this child uh, argue with her and be contentious. Um, so anyways, we, we have Olivia and we have Michael. Um, I went into the home and Michael's biggest issue, and this is the issue that he had with everyone is he just struggled with authority. Anytime somebody gave him something to do, for example, when Olivia would give him something to do, he would just not follow instructions. This was the biggest issue that we needed to deal with because it's a core issue. It's one of those fundamental skills that children all need to learn is to follow instructions. Now, he was a teenager at the time that uh, this intervention took place and I came in and uh, I observed them for a week, their interactions and how they, they work through things. So it was a interesting thing to watch because she would ask him to do even simple tasks and he would just blow it off like it wasn't a big deal, right? And um, I talked to Olivia after this first week of observation and uh, she says something that's very typical of all parents when they are frustrated and they are confronted with behaviors that they just feel ill-equipped to um, work through. And the question is this, what do I do, right? What do I do? I don't know about you, but that is the most common question I get when I'm working with parents who have children with behavioral issues. What do I do? It's number one, the very first question that everybody asks. That gives you a context into the story of how we're going to structure this. But I um, wanted to share their story so you can understand better how I use the teaching family model to help empower her to become independent in dealing with negative behaviors with her child. Okay. Um, now, I have to backtrack because I'm going to be using some terms that I need to define so you can understand what I'm talking about. Now, I'm going to be referring to skills. And when I say skills, skills are the techniques and the interventions that uh, have been outlined by the teaching family model. You can find those on the Smarter Parenting website. I'm going to name a few of those just so you are aware of what they are when you jump over to the Smarter Parenting website. But skills, when I mention skills, what I'm talking about are um, skills like observe and describe, the ABCs of behavior, role playing, following instructions, that's a skill, effective communication, correcting behaviors, effective praise, um, decision making. Okay, so all of those are skills. And these skills are outlines. They actually give parents the words that they need to do and the steps they need to follow in order to interact with their child. One of the best compliments I think I've ever heard from parents from a parent in using these skills is that they were so grateful that it was step by step because they could follow steps. You know, instead of letting their emotions run wild and dealing with a behavior, they could just say, okay, I'm going to do step one, step two, step three, step four of this skill. And it actually gave them the words that they needed to use as well. So there wasn't any guessing there, right? 
Um, so these skills obviously come from the teaching family model. And the teaching family model, is amazing, amazing model, right? Amazing. Been here since the 1960s. Over $20 million was put into discovering how to interact with children with negative behaviors and how to shape and change those behaviors into positive behaviors. So really well, well-grounded research and funded here, right? So when I refer to skills, and we're going to be talking about the skills when we're talking about Olivia and Michael, um, that's what I'm referring to. I'm going to give her some skills that she can use in interacting with her child. Now that you understand what I'm talking about when I say skills, let's go back to the story of Olivia and of Michael. Okay, So Michael was really, really um, defiant to his mom. Super defiant. Uh, he would just either talk back or he would just completely ignore her. So when I met with Olivia at the end of the first week and we started talking about what was happening, what needed to change, she again approached me with the question, what do I do? Now, if I, as a coach, am working with somebody with that question, what I immediately recognize is that they're working from a general space of hopelessness because that question in and of itself is so broad and so open it doesn't allow any type of focus or direction what do i do is kind of like what do i do what do you do you can go get coffee you can watch a movie you can you know go get a tub of ice cream you can you know it wasn't very directive so when i coach a, a person when i'm coaching a parent we immediately change that question we change that question to the first element of the teaching family model which is what skill do i teach think about it okay you have two questions here what do i do on one hand really broad really open and then what skill do i teach what skill do I teach actually focuses us on, we have a behavior, what am I going to teach in order to shift that behavior so it becomes what I need it to become, so my child can change that behavior? So when we're dealing with Olivia, we changed it. It's no longer, what do I do? It is, what skill do I teach in order to address it, right? Once we can figure out what skill is needed in order to address the behavior, that actually is more than half the battle because once we're targeted into addressing it and we know which one will be the most beneficial for her son, Michael, that actually gives her power. It gives her the ability to move forward in helping Michael change his behavior. I cannot reiterate just how powerful that is. So many people, so many parents, uh, the first question is, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do is just too broad, right? For me, I say, what skill do I teach? After I observe a behavior, what skill do I teach? So now when I coach, that's what I do. Uh, I started coaching yesterday, a, a woman in California, and I thought it was fascinating because that was exactly the first question um, she had. What do I do? And I said, okay, you described the behavior. The question now is, what skill do I teach to address that behavior? Right? Super powerful, right? Can you feel it? 
I mean, can you can you feel the power behind asking the right question, right? So that's the first element. You have to determine what skill you are going to use, right? So we decided to focus on following instructions. Very simple skill, following instructions. He needed to learn to follow instructions appropriately. Luckily, on the Smarter Parenting website, there is the skill of following instructions. It has a video. It explains the steps that you need to follow. It gave her the verbs, the words that she needed to use in order to implement this skill. So we watched and um, worked through the, the skill of following instructions to help her know exactly what she needed to do and how she needed to do it. After you figure out the what skill are you going to teach, you need to ask, where in my schedule, where in our time, where in our lives am I going to teach this? This isn't a physical location. This is a determining where in our lives is the best time to teach this. Now, I bring this up because if you decide you are going to teach right after a tantrum or say in a full tantrum, that actually may be the wrong skill to be teaching because you're dealing with a tantrum and that's a different behavior. And so you should be asking, what skill do I need to teach for the tantrum? Okay. So you have to evaluate where in our lives is the best time to teach this skill. So we've asked the question of what skill to teach. Now we're going to ask, where in our lives am I going to teach this? Am I going to teach this at night when my child is calm? Uh, at a neutral time, am I going to be confrontive and do it right immediately? Okay, And that you need to figure out where mentally your child is in order to accept what you're teaching them. So for um, Olivia and for Michael, we decided to do that in the evening in their schedules because that's when everything started to calm down. Morning was chaotic because Michael wouldn't wake up and go to school. That was another issue that he was struggling with. And when she would go into his room to wake him up to go to school, he would be like, and so it just started off the day in a bad way. So we decided to teach the skill in the evening before bed in preparation for the next day. Okay. So where we, we determined where we're going to, where in our lives we're going to implement this and it would be optimal for him to accept it. After we did that, we focused on how are we going to teach this? How are we going to teach this? So, um, smarter parenting has games and activities that are obviously helpful in teaching some of these skills. Uh, but this also refers to how am I going to teach this to be sure that I include all of the positive interactions or the positive um, focus that we need to while I'm teaching? So this includes making good eye contact, having a nice voice, speaking calmly, you know, making it as clear as possible. Is it, will she need a chart or something for him to follow along? Is it better to show him a video you know, to help him understand the skill of following instructions. I mean, these are things that you have to consider. How am I going to teach this in order to help my child better implement these changes? And then the next question is, when? When will I know that this stuck? When will I know that they got it and they understand it? The when, when will I know 
is better than a general question because it's very specific. When will I know that they understand what I'm teaching them? The way that you will understand that they they got it and they can do it is actually through role playing. Now, most of the skills, almost all of the skills on the Smarter Parenting website have an element of role playing. And the reason that role playing is so important is it helps your child do it physically. It cements the behavior with what they're thinking and it gives them really this feeling of how to do it. Think of a professional uh, athletes, we've used this example before, professional athletes, musicians, anyone who does anything professionally. It requires a certain amount of practice. Role play, that's exactly what you're doing. So for us, we had to be sure that he could follow instructions when we taught it to him at least three times. And then what we did is we doubled that. So we we would role play it, him following instructions three times in a neutral time, and we did this with Michael in the evening. And then we prepared him and said, okay, we're going to do this again, but I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to ask you to do something later on. You're not going to know what it is. And it's going to be at a random time. And I'm going to see if you can retain that and do exactly what we've practiced. Okay. Now, of course, as a teenager, he, he thought it was hokey and kind of weird. What we found, though, is when we set up that expectation for later on to practice it, he was able to do it. He was able to do it because something clicked in his head because he had already practiced it over and over and over again that he's like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll do that. So it was take out the garbage. So she said, hey, you know, can you take out the garbage? So he would, he said, okay. He went and took the garbage out and he came back and he's like, is there anything else? And she just praised him for that. She's like, thank you for doing that. Thank you for... And he's like, oh, it wasn't a big deal. And he's like, well, you followed instructions. That's exactly what I've been practicing. And for him, he's like, oh, I guess I, I guess I did, right? And so that helped to build a relationship, which leads into the last element of how I coach and uh, of the teaching family model, which is the why. The why is the relationship. The building of a strong relationship over time, your interactions with your children, will help your child grow in positive and healthy ways. It will also help you retain your sanity when you're dealing with difficult situations, right? When we focus everything on these five elements, what skill are we going to teach? When in our schedule is the best time to do this? You know, how am I going to teach this? Uh, you know, um, when do I know this skill works and sticks with them through role playing? And then finally, the relationship of why. Why are we doing all this for the relationship? When you put all of those combined together, it actually creates this environment where parents are free to interact and to teach to their children in positive ways that in the long term will be beneficial, right? I've been using this model with my own child. My child now is uh, 15, 15 years old, and uh, she's had her ups and downs and her struggles like any teenager. I mean, she's seeking independence and she's trying to figure out who she is. What I have found over the course of this time, because really, honestly, 15 through 15, she's she's going to be 16. This has been the hardest year 
for me as a parent and for her as a teenager in dealing with some of the behaviors that have popped up. What I have found is that because we have always focused on um, the teaching family model, these five elements, and because the relationship is strong, we are able to overcome a lot of the issues that her peers and their parents are struggling with. Um, the relationship has allowed us to grow together. It has allowed me to observe her as a growing child into adulthood um, and be okay with it and, and, and understand that she has all the tools. She has the skills that I taught her as a child to be successful. And there's a certain comfort that comes with that and a certain peace that comes with that for me as a father because really one day she will be on her own. And my feedback, my comments to her, my my thoughts and my you know what I want for her will be secondary to what she wants and what she needs. And so um, it's kind of a role switch that needs to happen. I feel like our relationship has actually moved in a direction where this allows us both to maintain a very close and very um, cemented and firm relationship despite all the issues that have come up. I, I had a mentor once who taught me, you know, sometimes who said this because uh, he was talking to therapists in general um, and talking to people who work with children and to parents. It was at a conference. And uh, he says, you know, sometimes it's better to focus on the relationship than the problem because if you fix the relationship, the problems tend to fix themselves. Pretty profound, right? The teaching family model integrates all of these elements in there to give parents this power, these tools that they can use. Now, if I am coaching, if I were to come into you to coach you uh, with issues that you may have with your child, this is exactly what I would do. We would observe the behavior that needs to be addressed. And instead of asking the questions of, what do I do? We would ask the question, what skill do I teach? And we would narrow it down. We would ask, when in our lives is the best time to teach this? When in our schedule is the best time to teach this? Then I would focus on how will I teach this? So it would be, how do I engage with my child in a positive way so they can learn this? And then when will I know that it sticks? I'll know when it sticks, when they're able to do it, role play it with me multiple times on their own and successfully do it, and then test them afterwards. And then finally, the focus on why, why this is all important. It's because we want relationships to last. We want strong relationships to last. That's it. I've removed the curtain. You've been able to look behind and see how a coaching uh, session would happen. And I invite you to take this, adopt this, use this as a method that you can use with your own child. You can do this on your own. I mean, there's no magic to it other than some very specific guidelines to help you figure out how to help your own child. Of course, we're here to help you. If you need individual coaching through this process, 
I'm here and we have a group of people who are happy to reach out and to help. Just sign up for coaching on the Smarter Parenting website. We'd be happy to guide you along this process and to build that relationship with you and your child, a positive relationship with you and your child. They're just, it's such a beautiful model. The teaching family model is just so beautiful in the way that it helps to maintain and retain um, positive relationships with families. Our whole goal is that families stay together, that they that they are mutually beneficial for everyone involved and that there is this feeling of respect and love that continues to grow within the families, right? So there you go. I do need to give a shout out though to um, the people that help sponsor Smarter Parenting and specifically this podcast and blog. We need to give a shout out to the Utah Youth Village. That's where we're located. Smarter Parenting is located in Utah. But the Utah Youth Village is our founding agency, and they have been working with children since the 1960s, over 50 years, helping children, um, specifically in um, this area of Utah. But they've helped all kinds of children, children who don't have a home, group home, um, people who are in foster care, children who are in foster care, and uh, people who've been referred to the court. So... They've worked with a wide range of families. We want to give our appreciation to them, to the Utah Youth Village, for their support in providing this now to people outside of Utah and also to the rest of the world. Uh, also, another shout-out to Alpine Academy, which helps us pay the bills so we can provide this information to you for free. Uh, we will continue to work through this. Now, you're probably wondering what happened to Olivia and Michael. Michael learned how to follow instructions from his mom, but something magical happened once he learned that skill. He actually learned to get follow instructions with other authority figures, which was super helpful for him. I want you to think of how many times you need to follow instructions in your lifetime. You need to follow instructions when you have a job. You need to follow instructions when you are collaborating with other people. You know, I mean, it's endless how important that skill is of following instructions. Had she not intervened and taught him this particular skill, Michael probably would have gone on to work, but would have had multiple jobs because he couldn't stand his boss telling him what to do. He would have been argumentative. Who knows what type of relationships he would have had with other people. Um, You know, I married my wife. Uh, she asked me to do things and I do them. I follow her instructions. Um, you know, it's just one of those common things that most adults say, yeah, that's an adult thing you need to learn, right? Kids don't automatically know. And sometimes you have to teach it anyways. They, um, ended up being well and successful. Last I heard Michael, I actually ran into Michael at at Burger King and he was working there and he was surprised. Yeah. He had a child too. So, (laughs) That was actually kind of cool because he's like, yeah, I have a child. I still remember what you taught me. But he seemed to be doing well, you know, overall. So hopefully we've made changes in Michael and now with Michael's children and continue the change through the generations to come. 
I have said so much. Holy cow. I feel like I've just talked myself to death. But this actually is such a powerful approach in the coaching process. And I'm super happy to share it with you. And we're going to continue to to kind of go through these these elements of the teaching family model and talk about the skills of the teaching family model. Because I think when you start to understand the power behind each of these skills, you're going to really see how you can implement this in your own life to help your own child. I've worked with children who've had multiple issues, um, ADHD, you know, how do we teach? And again, you know, teaching a skill like following instructions to a child with ADHD or teaching any skill to a child with ADHD, that's where a lot of the how, how am I going to teach this? How am I going to engage? Where? Where is this interaction going to happen in our time of day? When is my child most calm? And then the role playing. Really, it all fits in. It fits into any issue that your child may be struggling with. If you take this and you use it as a guideline to help guide you through how you're going to teach to behaviors, teach to the behaviors, negative behaviors that your child may have, you're going to find success. You're going to find the success that you need. It's worked for yeah hundreds of families. It continues to work with families that um, are receiving this information, and we want you to be successful too. So that's it for me. I hope you have a wonderful day. Um, look for some future podcasts as we delve deeper into this approach in coaching. And if you need individual coaching, sign up for the coaching. There's 15 minutes for free. Um, you'll fill out a form and it gives us some guidelines. And we'll actually just go through the questions. And I can help guide you on what skills are best for you to teach. All right. So take care, and I will talk to you again later. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. If this has been helpful, give us a five-star rating in Apple iTunes, and also share it with friends that you feel may benefit from what we have to share. All right. See you. Bye. Bye.